Hey, it's George and Jess. Your journey of self-discovery starts here. They say there is a toxic money mindset in America. And once you hear what it is, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, there is. (laughs) Well, we've often talked about it, that Americans are obsessed with chasing wealth. And the toxic mindset is that most people focus too much on working and making money and not enough on having more time. And this is from a, a Harvard study that interviewed people from the wealthiest to the middle class to the poor. The funny thing is, and it's something that you'll figure out as you uh, age and, and move through life, but when, when, when you hear that, when you hear people say that regardless of how much money you make, you'll never be happy. The reason is when you make enough money to pay your bills, have a home, have your automobiles, go on vacation and do all those things. Too many people obsess with getting more money because they're trying to compete with everybody else around them. And they wind up living their whole life like that. It's insane to watch. There is part of this this survey from this Harvard psychologist. They asked some of the world's wealthiest people, thousands of them. Millionaires. How much they'd need to be, how much money they would need to be perfectly happy. And 75% of the people who answered, many of whom had a net worth of over $10 million, said they'd need a lot more between five and 10 million more at the very least to be happy. Like if that doesn't give you a visual of like exactly what you're saying that money, money does not buy happiness. I, again, through my career in broadcast, I met a lot of very wealthy, some famous people and they explain it like this. You're, you're, you're in a home right now, right? And you have everything you want with your family and, and you're, let's say you're doing fine. If you make more money and you get up to the next bigger house, your life won't change. You'll just be in a bigger house mm-hmm. driving a fancier car, you know, and, but you won't, you, you as an individual and your life and the people surround sur- that surround you will not change for the better. Most, and I've heard, uh, especially some of the guys in the music business I talked to, they were saying, is what makes it worse is you 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 can't trust anybody. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you're when you when you're just an average Joe, right, making your way through life, nobody wants anything from you, and you're not competing with anybody, and you don't care because you want to know what most of those people value: time. Who sang "Mo Money, Mo Problems"? I, I remember that song from know. the 90s. No, I don't. That's what I'm thinking of. Right. But it, it, it's funny, and it's the honest to God truth. Ah, oh, God, who was it? Was it Brad Michaels? Not my trainer, but it was one of them had told me, he said, you know what? As much money. Like the singer, Brad Michaels. Yeah, from Boyce, from the Boyce. lead singer. Okay. He says, as much money as you make, it, it, you'll just always want more. Right. Because you'll get used to the lifestyle that you have. And then you'll be looking at the next step up. And if you spend your whole life obsessed with that, when you 
by the time you figure out that you've wasted your life, it's too late. And, you know, rock stars and millionaires aside, that happens to regular people too. Absolutely, yeah. Where like, oh, you get a better job or a raise or, you know, a a promotion. And then, then you buy a boat. Right. And then you buy a cabin. Yeah. And like, it just keeps going forever and ever. So I'm super curious and I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but growing up, kind of what was the the work hard, earn money philosophy that you grew up with? Like from your parents? Like, was it a time is valuable? My dad, uh, work, my work? dad was never ob- as obsessed with wealth as a lot of people. Okay. He was, uh, again, my, my dad did all right. He was an electrician, yep. right? I grew up in a middle-class home. I mean, I, there was always the cars. I never went without anything. But he was never upset. He gave a lot away. I mean, he was a unique individual in, in that sense that he that did not. I mean, he was, again, he was a man of deep-rooted faith. Mm-hmm. And he believed that money, like alcohol, <laughs> was one of the roots of evil, sure. right? So. He just didn't, he never obsessed about it. But he told me, he said, if you want nice things in life, you live in the country where you have the opportunity to go get it. Sure. So you can do it. It's a matter of, you know, what's what's important to you. But don't get lost in that process, mm-hmm. right? And there's so many people. I mean, you, you ever get together with, with friends and family and there's always those individuals who are constantly talking about, Oh, I've got a friend who owns this business and oh, we got this money in with this guy. And it's, that's all they talk about, right? Because it's their identity. And it's super interesting that you say that because I was brought up completely the opposite. Right. I know, of yeah. like work very hard. It doesn't have to be doing something that you even like. Right. Like work hard and make lots of money. Right. That's what's important and right. be pretty. But that's for another conversation. But right. So it's just a different mindset. But that's how I was was raised. And it it gave me almost like a, I don't want that for myself. And so I t- took a different direction. Right. Like I, I pursued something that I did love that I wasn't out to make a ton of money. Right now. And I don't want to downplay, you know, that, that it, it can bring certain comforts in life because there, there are families, unfortunately, a growing number of families in this country who are living day to day and struggle Oh my gosh. You know, and, and yeah. I, and like I, the middle I, class is disappearing. I don't like that. And that no. bothers me. And I, I mean, there's, I could break that down for you because I think there's a pretty, we all have a pretty good idea of why that's happening because it, it plays right in line with what we're talking about. Now, the people that have wealth want to get wealthier and they will do what they need to do mm-hmm. to get, to increase their wealth. Often that means the the men the the individuals beneath them are going to get nothing or eliminated. I mean, you wouldn't believe how many company companies eliminated jobs during the pandemic because it was the catalyst or the opportunity for them to do right. so. That's what it was. They saw an opportunity to downsize, overload some of the other individuals that are still working there and pocket that cash. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah, and I don't have anything against wealth. I don't either. Or money. Because not, not everybody that has it is obsessed with but it. But this mindset is really what it comes down to is like time is money versus money is time. Right. Where 
the people who look at it as money is time have a different level of happiness than the people who look at it like time is money. Right, right. Am I saying that right? Well, well, they said. Well, here's. <laughs> like I want to get it backwards. Well, they were they were saying that the the individuals who value time over money are much happier. Right. Yeah. And, much and you're, happier. You're looking at it's a different mindset of like there's nothing wrong with with having wealth or or wanting to live a life of comfort. And, yeah, you're right. And they say that a lot of uh, most of the time, the people that value time. Yes often do very well because they wind up pursuing something that they love because that's where they want to spend their time. Right. And the success comes, right. comes easily. Yes. So it's interesting to just zoom out of your own life and just kind of look at like where those patterns are playing out right. or where that programming is playing out, depending on kind of how money and time were looked at in your childhood. Right. And like how much work and like, was there an emphasis on working hard and work ethic? And those are important things, being, but it's being not the part of the machine, right? It's not the <laughs> only thing. And like, right. was money and work valued more than time with family or doing things that you really love or feel passionately about? There is a generation now, though, that has figured out that a lot of what you were just talking about, that bravado, that go get them attitude was was a mindset that the wealthy wanted the individuals working for them to have. Yes. To make them more money. right? Right. And and then to just chug them along with just enough to get a retirement and be able to collect that social security check and a pension someday while they're just continuing to mount more and more wealth. There is such an, uh, I mean, what's happening in America is the product of capitalism, which I understand capitalism has a side of it that makes things work, right? Mm -hmm. It does. You want the strong to survive. You want that to push business, but at the same time, Every once in a while, it rears its ugly head. It seems like more than every once in a while the, it is. Right. The, the, <laughs> problem, the problem with it now that people are seeing is the discrepancy in the gap, the wealth right, gap. Right, the wealth gap. and It's insane. I mean, even when I was growing up 30 years ago, like you could have a house and cars and insurance and and do all of these things with one income. Like you didn't have to be the CEO of a company to afford just like basic things. Right. There's a lot of, a lot of people in America now that are, are getting by literally barely getting by with two full-time incomes. Absolutely. And like, to me, that is not what, that's not what we want. I was raised by, again, my dad was an electrician, right? International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 110, St. Paul. In the 70s, when I was a kid, he didn't, my, my mom never worked. My mom never worked, right? Because I mean, I, it was just that 60s, 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm. And there was, but neither did any of the other women in the neighborhood. And there, there was one income, a lot of the guys, that was plenty, whether they were an auto mechanic. And you know what? They all had the nice suburban, you know, three, four bedroom homes by little lakes. 
And uh, we, we, everybody had everything, but that went away. Right. Where did all that money go? It, to the it, top. The guys in the ivory tower. <laughs> it went to the top. That's what happened. Yeah. Right. And then they told can, us, you got to work hard. Yeah. It's, you got to work hard. And that's all part of, you know, you can call it a conspiracy theory, but it's an absolute fact. It's all part of that mindset that they want you to have believing. I mean, it's it's insane to me that there are people today fighting individuals who just want to make a living. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I'll never forget when the pandemic was over and to get people back, like they were raising wages at retail stores and at fast food restaurants. And someone I heard someone say, like, you're not supposed to be able to make a living working there. And they were referring to a, a hospitality industry, a retail like, yeah. store, like a, a chain retail store. And this individual said, well, that's a job for you're not supposed to be able to make a living working there. And I was like, can you hear yourself? Yeah, right. Like, Who's supposed to work there then? It's insane. What is are they just doing it for volunteer? It's efforts like what? It's just nuts, you know. And I always tell, like, when, when I hear people ask talking about, well, we can't afford to pay those wages, and then you ask them this: Let me have a look at your books. Mm -hmm. Let me get yeah. into your accounting. Let me look at the numbers, and I'll let, let me see if like we can. Someone's making money here. A or this lot business of money. wouldn't be in business. There's a there's a ton, there's a handful of individuals. Yeah making a ton of money and they want to make more and more. It's just, it's what's destroying the country. Right. And it's, it, that's what's happening. You're seeing it play out so much now that it's like, you just, you, you can't unsee it once you, once you do. It's, you can't. And, and it, it's creating a social war. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. This is going to get worse. And I don't, I don't know what the end game is. Because it doesn't seem to be fixing. Nobody's fixing anything. No. The guys in Washington are all corrupt. We're all just. Both sides. Of, I mean, it's it's outrageous. Fighting. Like, I mean, don't even get me started on health care. It's like, insane. Like, I just, I, I cannot wrap my head around the fact that premiums cost $14,000 a year and nothing is covered. Zero. I mean, it basically. Like, oh, after your deductible, that'll be covered. Well, my deductible's. $10,000. Right. So for $24,000 a year, I can go to urgent care. That's it. Like, wait a minute. What? It's insane. It's, Healthcare in this country is an absolute joke. Bananas. I can't even, I, I would love to add up all the money I've paid into insurance over the years. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, cause I've never ever come. I, I was like, what? Where is all this money going? Right, right. I'll tell you where it's going. So th these guys are buying their own islands in the Caribbean. I'm not kidding. I know it's crazy. That's what happens. It's just nuts. But it's that obsession with wealth that we start that we initially started talking about. Right, and and then going back to the initial conversation. Thank you for harnessing me a little bit because I could go on. But like looking at the time versus money versus money versus time mindset. I heard a podcast the other day and this guy is actually becoming pretty famous. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is Ramit Sethi. I have, I do not believe I have. He has a him. Netflix show now and he just, he has a book and a podcast and he's really interesting, but it's like your, your rich life and it's getting away from this, like work hard, get wealth, 
mentality right. and like really individualizing what's important to you and your family and then proceeding by making those things that like, is it travel? Okay. Then cut things out that, you know, aren't, aren't leading you to your rich life and focus on, on make building a life that revolves around travel. Right. For example, he's really interesting and he's a super good interview. Um, if you find him on a podcast, maybe we could get him. I don't know. He's very, he's getting very famous. Well, I I think anybody, you have to, again, it goes back to what's important to you, but, but we have, we have everything that we engage telling us that money is everything. 100%. Literally. Right. And so when you do it differently, it is kind of breaking a mold oftentimes. And people will look at you like you're crazy or, you know, they, or they don't get it. Well, is what's, is what's sad is when people are sitting at home watching, let's say, uh, a national news show. Let's say let's say in the morning they're they're watching the the Today Show, mm-hmm. and and one of the Today anchors is discussing with one of these guys in Washington social inequities and all these other things. Both of the individuals in this conversation are multimillionaires. Yes, I mean some of those guys. I mean we're talking ten to twenty million dollar a year contracts. Okay, so they don't have a clue. Right, ninety percent of them. There are a few that sneak through, but 90% of them don't have a clue. They just look at everybody like they're minions. That's what's wrong with this country, mm-hmm. right? So you don't, ever, people in this country now believe that regardless of who they vote for, their life isn't going to get better. True. That is a dangerous, dangerous concoction right there. Oh, yeah. And it's like you don't see any options where it is except for disposing of the current system and that's that's what i'm saying but that's what that's what's beginning to bubble and start to starting to brew so it's like we we're gonna have a big 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 problem if they don't get this figured out is there anyone i mean obviously i think you could say most everyday americans would agree that that's necessary but is there anyone in power that is willing to propose something like that, that that does destroy the current system. Well, is what we're going to need to do is get, I mean, the Republican and Democratic Party are both just, not in theory, but the the, the individuals that are in Washington right now, garbage, just garbage. Mm -hmm. I mean, from the top all the way down, just garbage. And you want to know why? They're there because they want to be rich. Yes. Being a politician today is the equivalent of being a Hollywood celebrity. Yeah, there's a level of fame that goes along with it that I've never seen before in my life. Why do you think celebrities can get elected now? Right. I mean, it's just, it's insane. It's like all, it's all part of like, like we're watching a show. It is. It's literally, our government is like a reality television show. Yeah. It's scary. That's what we're living with right now. But again, it goes back to what's important to them. Everybody wants to be rich. And I think there's people that see that politics as an avenue. Mm -hmm. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So that's just one more route to take. <laughs> it is. It's crazy. It's just bonkers to me. I just, the more I read about this stuff, and I'm like, greed is literally destroying the country. It really is. And it's, and it's the, the greed and then the consumerism that they're selling to the average people. Of like you, you need this stuff to, to be make happy. them rich. That's what I mean. Like <laughs> right. it's this, it's literally a machine. This is why these guys are going living off the grid. I always go back to this, but these hippies that are out living in the woods with solar <laughs> power—I'm not kidding. I, think I know. They, I, I think they figured it out. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they're like, "Unless you're one of these farm people that thinks like your life's going to get better if you just go live on a farm somewhere and don't have to deal with any of this." And I was like, oh, that's me. And then they were like, it's not going to get better if you go live on a farm in the middle of nowhere. But I mean, there's, I'll tell you this, the people that go out and do that, I never see any of them come back. True. You know what I'm saying? They're like, you still have to deal with your issues. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're going to have issues. Yeah. But I think it's the, the, the societal pressure, right? Yeah. This is where I could see like that kind of minimalism approach. Of like, figure out what's important to you yeah, and then build a life that matches that instead of like, oh, well, this is what everyone around me is doing or this is what's expected of me. I just, I just think that there's a ton of Americans right now that have a home, they've got their cars, their kids are taken care of, they're not, they're not starving, right? They've got their little retirement accounts and they're just chugging along through life and they can't figure out, figure out why they're unhappy. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, that's, that's where we're at. Yeah. And I, that's the growing movement. They're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be just one gear in this big machine. Yeah. And, and you, you start to see like, you just get up and do it all over every day. Literally. And your then whole you're life, like, oh, it's life. Friday. Oh, the weekend's over. Oh, it's almost Memorial Day. Oh, it's almost the 4th of July. And all of a sudden it's been 10 years. Yep. That's how a lot of people wind up in one spot. Oh, crap. Like I was going to do something and days turned into weeks, turned into months, turned into years. And I'm still doing the same thing I've always been doing. Right. And it's so easy to see how that happens and how people are so unhappy. It it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, to, to give you an example, it feels like we just got through the holidays. Obviously, spring came. We had the melt. But here we are closing closing in summer. on Memorial Day weekend. Right. We'll get into June. And when June, half of, half of May is over, more than half. Okay. So when we get into June, once June passes, half the year is over. I know. And then you're like, oh, I. It's 4th of July. And you start thinking about going back to school. 100%. And then, oh, it's 2024. Where did the year go? And you just keep freaking doing that. Until like your life is disappearing, not to be dramatic, no. but that is literally what happened. 
happens. This is what, I mean, this, again, going back to how we started this conversation, it has, it has taken off on all these different roads, but it's, it all goes back to one thing and that's greed. Mm-hmm. And people are obsessed. There's too many people, I should say, not everybody, but there's too many people that are just absolutely obsessed with money versus time, family, whatever. They don't care. They just want more money because they think that that's going to make them happy. And the fact that you just keep wanting more and more and more and more of it should be evident and evidence enough that it doesn't, but it, 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 it doesn't register. It's like in their a drug. Head. Literally, literally. It's just the same thing. So to, to kind of wrap things up on a little bit lighter note or maybe a more well, there, hopeful there was, note. There was, there was a, a few points in that so, yeah, CNBC sh- article. There's ways to escape that thought pattern. I'll, I'll kind of, uh, summarize these points and then um, I have something else to say. Um, So studies show that people with a time centric mindset. So when you're focusing on time versus money have higher levels of happiness, better social connections because you're putting those social relationships first, healthier relationships and greater job satisfaction. So how do you start prioritizing your time versus money? Um, you convince yourself that time is at least as important as money. If you can just start there as like a base, time is at least as important as money. That's a difficult task for some people. Um, remind yourself of your values when faced with critical decisions. Make deliberate and strategic decisions that allow you to have more time across days, weeks, months, and years. And those are kind of the baseline first steps of having a time affluent life, which I love that phrase. Yeah. Time affluent. Um, so what I was going to say is like, you really have to decide what you want your life to look like, because if you don't get really clear on what you want it to look like and what's important, you're going to wake up and it's going to be five years from now or 10 years from now. I would tell people one of the first steps you need to take is to surround yourself with like-minded individuals because it is very difficult to follow a path where people are constantly trying to jerk you away. A hundred percent. But I think you have to decide what that, I when you say like-minded individual, like what, what does that mean? When you, when you figure out yourself, yeah. what that means, find other individuals that follow that same thought pattern. Yep. Because that is going to be key. They say reflection on what you're doing and why you're doing it is, is another thing that you can do. This article brings up writing things down. Sure. Yeah. You know, that's, you find that everywhere. Yes. Like actually write it down. What am I doing? Why am I doing it? What do I want to be doing? And how do I get there? Right. How do I get a focus on time versus money? I will say this is the people under 30 are figuring this out. Mm-hmm. I, the, the more, the more I've talked to them and the more I meet them and engage them, they're getting it because they look at the mistakes of generations past. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I'm, I think they're the one bright spot. And I think they have really um, 
like a promising future. Yeah, they I do. think they're going to figure out. I hope so. Things that my generation is trying to figure out later in life. Right. And that makes it feel insurmountable sometimes. The, the reason I say that is because I'm seeing it in the elections. Mm-hmm. They're, they know what's important to them. They're not, they're not letting religion, most of them, the, the younger generation, are not letting that get in the way of critical thinking, mm-hmm. right? So you're, I, I really saw it for the first time last year. Last in fall. That, that midterm. Yeah. I started to kind of see it in 2020. I saw a ton of it in that, the midterms in 2022. And I expect big change coming up in 2024. I expect I'm a big shift. Very curious to how that's even going to be possible. It, 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 it is. I'll tell you why. Because of these... Every day we get up, there's another there's another kid that turns 18 mm-hmm. years old and they get to vote. Mm-hmm. And there's somebody that's on the other end of that spectrum that's dead. I mean, it's just, it's happening. Fair point. It is happening, right? And they are, they're getting out, they're voting, and they have a completely different set of values as generations past. And you're starting to see it. And that is the one thing I'm, I'm hanging on to that they're going to, Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're they're gonna change, and they are. I mean, I, I, can I think see so it. too. Yeah. I mean, I, I think so too. I think we live in a state that's very evident. Yeah, I would yeah. Say, I would agree with you. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of people. I mean, we we live in outstate Minnesota, and a lot of them were very confused <laughs> in the last midterms. I wasn't because I talked to young people. Yeah, right. So I understand that, and you know, being in broadcast for thirty years, you can kind of get your finger on the pulse of what people are really thinking because you're talking to so many mm-hmm. people, right? And I knew there was that was none of that was a surprise to me at all. I was like, "Nope." And I said, "You watch this next election that's coming up, it's going to it's going to be even a bigger landslide because that old fat pattern is dying yeah. and these younger these younger kids are coming up and they've got their own they they think one thing I'll it comes down to critical thinking. Right. They don't buy what everybody has been telling them. Yeah. And they're not just following the path that, you know, they feel like they should follow. And I think and it's not just under 30. I think that they're making the difference in the vote. My generation, Gen Xers, millennials, I think a lot of them have changed, Mm -hmm. have evolved and kind of uh I, I'll tell you that my generation, Gen X, was the first one to really start a, to break the mold, right? And then it just it just kind of steamrolled from there, and it's uh, that's why I think that now you're going to really start to see the change. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. It's and I think that I'm not saying that they're going to uh, you know just upend everything, but they're I think they're. They're going to use the system that's in place to get some of the clowns that are in office now out. They're going to need to. And they need to, right? Yeah. Because there are a ton of them. I mean, it's sad that we, that's where we're at, but most Americans have lost faith in the system. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. And it's, and it's not, and, and, they, and rightfully so, because it is baroque. Yes. It is. Yes, absurd. it is. What, the way that this country is running now is baroque. Yeah. It's not working. No. It's not working. I mean, there is a 
like I said, the middle class is vanishing before our very eyes. Mm-hmm. So that's that can't continue. Otherwise, you're going to have a big problem. Which I don't even want to. I don't even want to get it's like, into we're that. We're going back to doom and gloom. I don't want to get into that, but you will have a big, big, big problem, and it ain't going to be just people complaining. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to go down that road. But you know, I, I think that the, the younger generation has figured out what we have talked about today. Yeah, and you you can see it. And for those that aren't in the younger generation, I mean, I think it's really easy to think to look at your life and, and think like, Oh, it's too late. That would have been nice. You know, I'm too old, but I don't think, I don't think anyone is too old to make a change or to work on that mindset. This obsession with wealth and social status is what has led to our shortage of skilled trade workers, Mm -hmm. which, which by the way, now who looks like, who looks like the, the the genius now? I know the kids asked me the other day, they're like, they said, do you have to go to college? And I, so we were talking about this, you know, the different kinds of college and kind of what jobs require a certain kind of college and what jobs require a different kind of college. And um, they were like, well, how much money do you make if you do this kind of a job? And I was like, well, like welders and plumbers and electricians make a lot of money right out of college and they only have to go for two years. Right. If you go to a tech school and you're no college debt virtually. And it's lots less expensive. So it's like really appealing to do that route. And you want to talk about being in demand? Oh, yeah. Talk to Holly up at Ryan's Plumbing and Heating, right? She tells me she was like, you know what? Because a lot of the skilled trades workers that they have, they're starting to age, right? Mm -hmm. And they're wondering, all of them, it's not just them, but the entire industry is wondering, where is this next generation going to come from? Yeah. And you want to know what? If you want to make a really, I'm talking, you can be into six figures in a hurry. Yeah. If you are... If you are a skilled tradesman or woman, you're going to see a lot more women getting involved as well. Yeah. The things that are happening like with women in the trades are really cool. That's awesome. I, I, I know women that are that are studying like welding and I mean, yeah. that are, I'm talking in their 30s because they're deciding to, they'll yeah. make a ton more money and they've got a promising future. I, I mean, my full-time job is in commercial construction and we just hired our first female field intern yeah that's awesome. for the summer and it's just it's super exciting and she's enthusiastic and she's smart and it's it's just really cool to watch her as she learns and grows in her career by the way if you're young and you're considering uh of a career in the in the skilled trades uh i can tell you for a fact i know a lot of local businesses and they're and that's not just local it's it's across the country but that are looking for HVAC guys, plumbers, electricians. You you don't wait for a job. You it's honestly the, the competition is stiff to hire. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. They're they're in high demand, they're well paid, and it's like when I was growing up, and I know your generation's probably very similar. It was like get a four-year degree, yes. go yep. to college, get yep. a four-year degree, like don't even consider anything else. And the narrative is Definitely changing. Oh my God. Yeah. So by the way, if you need any service when it comes to plumbing, electricity, things like that, uh, one of one of the sponsors of our show is Ryan's up in St. Peter. Give Holly a call. We've got a link on our website. If you go to georgeandjess.com. And also I've got to get a hold. Uh, I got to get a hold of Matt again, because this whole 
Things are moving really fast. Like we need Matt on. It sounds like we need Matt on call. In regards to this is going to I'm going down a completely different road. But before we leave, in regards to the legalization of recreational use marijuana, which is a big part of this new generation coming up. Right. Uh, It sounds like they have hammered out the differences. They're going to vote on this before the legislative session ends, which I think is Monday or Tuesday. And this is going to the governor's desk. He's going to sign it. And it sounds like as early as this summer. You could be, <laughs> if that's your thing, <laughs> you could be, you could be hanging out with Willie and Snoop in your backyard <laughs> and having a good time. The actual dispensaries, I wouldn't expect them to open until probably summer of next year because they got to get all the licensing and all that figured out. But as far as possession and growing your own, uh, it will no longer be a crime. Interesting. It sounds like that's going to happen here, and we will. Uh, as soon as I get final word, we'll have we'll have the guys from the CBD centers come back and break it down. By the way, again, all of their products grown, harvested, processed, packaged right here in Southern Minnesota. You know what you're getting every time, even if it's just CBD, whatever. Okay, and uh, we've got a link on our website as well where you can find them. And of course, uh, I encourage everybody to visit them and and again educate yourself right before everybody go all these midwest karens up in arms about legal pot oh, I'm there like, goes just, our country i'm like come our on you gone. guys that is not <laughs> it's not what you think so go ahead and uh check out the cbd centers we've got a link on our website as well uh, georgeandjess.com on that note have yourself a fantastic thursday we'll be back tomorrow morning to kick off the weekend and it's your birthday it is my birthday tomorrow isn't it <laughs> all right have yourself a fantastic day